Hello and welcome to the Court Case Podcast with me, your host, James Court, and your co-host, Sweet Tea. We're joined today by James Hammond from the Winging It Travel Podcast, and we're going to be talking all things travel with him, and it's happening right after this. Hello there, I'm Johnny Depp, and you're listening to the Court Case Podcast. So... We're here in the studio today with James Hammond uh, of the Winging It Travel Podcast. How are you doing, James? Yeah, good. How are you doing, James? Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two Jameses and some tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've, we've been on your podcast before, but of course you've never been on ours. Um, mm. So who was it that found who first? Did we find you or did you find us? That's a fantastic question. I reckon I found you, but I don't know how. I couldn't tell you how. Yeah, I know. It's been but too I, long. I probably took a punt because you may have done an episode that just piqued my interest, maybe like subject-wise. Oh, and yeah. as soon as I heard you guys, I was like, oh, yeah, I was pretty hooked. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just like the way you speak to each other and you break things down and make it fun. And yeah, so I was kind of oh, hooked from you. there on. Oh, I appreciate that. And we like, well, me and T are huge uh travel fans we don't go on holidays near enough but no. um, mm. we love the idea of traveling anyway so uh, your podcast is fully up our street as well but oh, um, nice. yeah i wanted to try and combine the two today so we're going to be talking about some solo backpacking stories that have gone wrong and um, yeah. we're also going to be talking about some of your uh travel stories as well and um i want to start off with that so first, just tell us what your podcast is about for the listeners. Yeah, my podcast is more, I'd say, medium long term in terms of time. So right. uh, or short form, yeah, me- medium long term form. So like in terms of a lot of travel podcasts are half an hour, which yeah. is fair enough because they want to get to the point. But my premise is I want to get a deep dive into the traveler more behind the scenes of like why they're traveling, why they go to certain places, what they're kind of looking to seek when they travel so it's more of a conversational chilled vibe a uh, lot of stories tips and i do have the occasional professional if you like you know, travel writers travel journalists yeah um but no one is like higher than anyone else i just want to hear their story and where they travel to and yeah trying to make it a bit fun yeah wicked that's good and it's made for some great uh great podcasting yeah it's been some interesting stories yeah and some interesting i wouldn't say expeditions but like <laughs> different types of travels should yeah. i say yeah. yeah i've heard some things what would you say is your favorite or best episode that you feel you've done my f- Ooh, i hate favorites but i will <laughs> pick a few out for you <laughs> I, I like johnny b johnny b will be coming on to my podcast mm. he owns the travel company wild frontiers right and he a bit of a tragic story he lost his wife when traveling in india in early 90s oh wow then went on a 10-year journey of just traveling around the world. I think he married like an Algerian princess. He was horseback riding in Mongolia, wow. Silk Road, all this stuff for 10 Jesus, years. that's amazing. Wrote three books. Yeah, he's just got so many stories and like, I could have talked to him all day. That's so cool. Yeah, that is really interesting. Good, uh, what's the episode called, if anyone wants to check it out, do you know? All my episodes are called Traveling With. So wow. that'll be Traveling With Johnny Bilby. And I think I, I normally list the countries so you get an idea of what we're talking about. Wicked, oh. that's good, concise. We like yeah. that. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. So, um, solo backpacking. The reason I've chosen that as a topic is because 
I've seen it in the news a lot recently. You get I've mm. got a friend whose um, little sister is out solo backpacking in Mexico at the moment, and um, nice. her mum and dad are worried quite a bit. They're constantly yeah, it's quite a place phones. to go, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I've uh, heard <laughs> some gnarly things, especially on your own. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> but um, they downloaded that Life three hundred and sixty app, the parents, right. so that they could track where she was going. Good idea. Because um, right. they were so worried. But um, she's been out there a few weeks now, so I think they're feeling a bit better about it. But mm. there's a few like sto- um, news stories, like there's some that I've got for later that about people going missing or getting murdered or stuff like that. And I just wanted to know that you've been solo backpacking before. What was it like? Where did you go? Yeah, backpacking probably about in total six months, I reckon, of my travels in my life. Okay. And the first three months of that was probably around sort of like the northern part of south america into the caribbean up to new york so like a little arc up but the majority of that was in the caribbean and uh in the low season so there's literally no one there i went to antigua for nine days i saw no one oh my god Um, yeah so i had all the beaches to myself because there's about 365 beaches antigua right all public so you can go to any of them like you can drive there and if a big hotel owns it you can just go to reception and say, hey, look, I just want to go to the beach, and they, they'll let you through. Mm. Even though, like, Sandals owns it, yeah. they'll let you through. So um, I sort of had this like, dream back then that I was going to travel Caribbean. Mm. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. My my friend who I was supposed to travel with had to leave early uh. Uh, for pretty sad reasons. So it wasn't planned, yeah. but it was a good good experience. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, did you find yourself in those places like Antigua where there was literally no one around, did you find yourself, like lonely at all or was it weird that there was like no one to talk to now loneliness comes into it for sure yeah 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 i tried to meet as many people as possible but antigua is a weird one it's, it is like a honeymoon or cruise ship place yeah right. so me just dotting around the island in a hire car <laughs> yeah. i think the local was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> um yeah. so that's what one guy said to me in subway i think i went to the subway in town he's like are you part of the cruise ship I was like no nah, i'm just Staying the other side of town, just got a car. I'm here for eight days. He's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> just checking out." Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that's great. That wasn't part of the cruise ship crew because they sort of come in, hang around the duty area, get back on the ship and go. I right? don't really see the island. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it felt like I was the only guy who was there on his own, traveling around in a low season. Right. I see. And um, did you encounter any like danger? Was there any opportunities where something could have gone bad well this is my court case story for you cool wicked okay so i stayed in the hotel right yeah. and no one was there apart from about three days in this missionary group comes in from the us um okay. christian yeah just whatever they're doing not interested yeah got a funny story with that actually i'll come to that in a minute <laughs> my court case my court case story is the owner had two sons one was probably a few years younger than me and one was like early teenage years okay. so the, the owner who's the dad really nice guy got me settled in got me a room yeah but the the guy who was like a couple of years younger said one day oh do you fancy going out for a drive and i was like yeah okay so he kind of right. took me into town and he's actually really like sh- like a bit shifty like he was like looking around the corner like, looking like who were passing the street, head down. I was like, what's he doing? That's weird. Think, yeah. A bit weird, yeah. So I went to KFC, <laughs> got some, got a, yeah, got a chicken. And he was like, really like, it's really strange, just not interested in 
almost standing with me, sort of like standing at the back, let me get the food, head down, yeah. no idea. And then afterwards, he said, oh, can you just take me to this place? I was like, yeah, whatever. Drove to this like, house, I don't know where this was, and on the island, I can't remember. And he said, oh, have you got a, like a few spare dollars? I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So I gave him like a few dollars, walked off to this house. I was like, what is he doing? And I, at that point, I was like, oh, what is this? Uh, it was a bit strange. Got back in the car, said nothing, and drove back to the hotel. But that 10 minutes where he was like shifting KFC to go to this house and took my money, which he never paid back, which is, you know, fair enough, it's a few dollars. Hmm. Like, a bit weird. Don't know what's going on. What do you guys think? Tell you what you did. You just paid him to be his taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's took he's taking you right asked, for a fill. Yeah, he's he? asked for a lift yeah. and then also asked for money at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's amazing. But he's finessed that. I could see how you could be taken for a ride a bit because obviously it's the Literally. son of the guy in the hotel that you're staying. So yeah. I could say you might feel a bit gut like obligation. Obligate, yeah. Um but yeah, that's very strange. Do you reckon you're the first person that he's done that to, just taking rides off of? I, I reckon now I am, because I think he maybe saw me just on my own, yeah. like not yeah. really much urgency in my travelling because I was there for eight days. Yeah. I wonder if, I bet he was buying drugs from that house and he just needed a lift to it. Do you reckon? That's what I, I thought so. maybe after, after reflecting on it. Yeah. So you didn't give him a lift back? No, I did. Yeah, you did. I literally waited for him to come out of the house. Yeah. Oh right. How long was he in there? <laughs> How for? was he acting when he got out of the house? Five minutes, like real quick. Right. And he right. didn't. But say nothing on the way back. Nothing said at all. Nothing. Did yes. you ask him anything? No, no I felt a bit weird. A right. bit awkward. Okay. Yeah, he must have. I, I, I might have bought his KFC actually as well. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. I think he definitely picked up some drugs. Which country did you say this was? Sorry. Antigua. This was in Antigua, right. And how long had you been staying here before this? About three days in, I think, at this point. And how many times had you seen or talked to this son? Well, up to that point, just fleetingly in the the little restaurant bit in the hotel, but not too much. But afterwards, like nothing. Very strange. That is so odd. Yeah. Like, I, I was imagining him, like, buttering you up for a few days. Yeah. Um, Very strange. <laughs> the, the weirdest, yeah, it's the weirdest story. And that never really reflected on it until I thought today would be a perfect chance to get you guys' thoughts mm. on it. But, yeah, the, the natural thing would be to say drugs involved. But I is that so. jumping to conclusions? Yeah, maybe the, if he was acting sketchy, then maybe it was withdrawal. And then mm. he was like, nah, can you take me here? I need to get some more. <laughs> Personally... <laughs> I wouldn't have done it myself. I don't no. Think. I would have said that, like, oh, I've got tickets for this theme park in the city. I've got to go and see, see you that. later. On <laughs> Antigua. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I don't know what uh, what tourist attractions they got there, apart from those beaches. Yeah, made some sort of excuse, I think, especially if you're. But on I mean, your own. he didn't know it was going to happen. No, that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. He started acting sketchy in KFC. Yeah. 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 That was the. I remember that very vividly because I just like looked by him. It's like, why is he like head down, cap down, sort of like just not? Maybe he's been almost trying out to be that there. KFC before. Maybe. Maybe he's wanted in that KFC. They have his. Maybe. Maybe it's like the, the wrong area. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably a little bit better because 
you know, you're staying at the guy's hotel. Because yeah. I, I think that's probably a little bit safer because... Yeah, like nothing s- awful came from it. You've got someone to go mm. back to if, like, shit hits the fan. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go tell on him. <laughs> but, but if it was just, yeah. like, yeah, if it was just picking up anyone on the side of the road, I think that'd be a different story. Yeah. But, I think mm. so. I think you handled the situation well. I think I was pretty calm. I felt like a bit of a police detective, like, <laughs> out, but like, I've given someone a lift for drugs, but yeah, yeah. it is a bit weird. The, the <laughs> only problem you would have had is if police pulled you over yeah. on that ride back. Yes, I didn't think about that. You might yeah, not yeah. be back in your house. Right now. <laughs> like, they could have, yeah, drug trafficking or whatever. God, it's quite scary to think about, isn't it? Mm. Like, it could literally go wrong so quickly. Well, there was that woman that was, um, went on holiday. What country was it? I think it was somewhere in the Middle East, or it might have been Mexico. It was in the news last year, but she was done for drug trafficking, and she's still in prison now, and she's got, like, 25 years or something. Fucking Is that Middle East? I think think... you need to be careful out there. Like, just one little bit sliver of cannabis, and then you're... Mm. You're potentially going to prison. You need to be like pretty switched on out there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, there was the there was one last year of that um, that football teacher. He was like 25. He went to Dubai, and his mates mm. came out and visited him, and they found some C. They, the mates had left some CBD oil in his car, and he's yeah. in prison like for 25 years or something. There now it wasn't even yeah. his. <laughs> wow. I know. Yeah, ruthless. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually really really scary. It is. It is. Speaking of solo backpacking, the first person that I wanted to talk about, I wondered if you were aware of them as well. Me and T recently watched a movie called Into the Wild. Yep, and that. Yep, about a backpacker called Chris McCandless, um, who obviously died, if you've mm. seen the movie. And I just find his story absolutely fascinating. Just someone that burnt all of their money well they donated all of their money to oxfam and they burnt all their credit cards and they just went off into the wild and i mean ultimately it was his lack of knowledge and naivety that killed him because he mm. uh he thought he'd eaten something but he'd eaten something else um that's annoying isn't it? yeah but do you think like I'd like to know your thoughts on that on the traveller. Like, what did you think? Do you think it was it's a smart thing to do? Do you think it's something that other people should try? Do you think, you know, what do you think's better? Do you think solo backpacking or you know, is it better in groups? What do you think is the way to go? I, I first of all, I put him in the extreme traveller community. Yeah. Have you, have you heard about this community, the extreme travelling community? No. Tell us more. No, I haven't. These are a group of people who are hell-bent on going to every country and region in the world. Right. Oh, wow. And some of the most remote islands ever, like in like South Atlantic, stuff like that. Yeah. And in a subsection of that group is what I would call like the, the danger or experience-driven travellers. So he mm. wanted to see, can he live in the wild? I think it's Alaska he went to, right? Or he somewhere did, up there. yeah, yeah. Can he live there and survive in the wild? Mm. But that's like an extreme thing. Yeah, possibly he could do, but then, yeah, yeah ate the wrong leaf and he died right so yeah. they're unique in the sense that they would be at the, the far i don't know what you left or right but the far end of like weird people yeah, yeah. interesting people they go and do weird stuff places that you probably never even heard of mm. but that i think there's four categories so they're one 
Yeah. Then you've got the second category, which I think I'm in, where I constantly think about traveling and quitting jobs and going all the time. Yeah. Then you've got your people who are taking holidays but have a job or career. Mm-hmm. And then people who hate it at yeah. the other end. Yeah, that's um, true. I agree with that. So you need to be in the two middle ones, I would say. And yeah. the way to go, yeah, go and sell a backpack. You learn a lot about yourself. Mm. And yeah. you learn how to get in situations and deal with them and, and get out of them. But go to safer places solo, I think. Yes, I think so. I would say I think we're in between two and three. Yeah. Because we constantly think about travelling, but we like our jobs, so our travelling is mostly holidays when we can. Yeah, I mean, I think about quitting my job all the time and going travelling, mm. so maybe I'm more towards two. <laughs> uh, three. Oh, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because I don't, mm. I've never, I, yeah, I'll put this on record, I've never really liked a job. So, yeah, I get you. I mean, I suppose I like the job I've got now because I suppose I could travel because I could do my job from wherever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a bonus, a big that bonus. Because, I mean, and there's more jobs popping up like that are like that. Like, we got our friend tabitha who she and her partner are moving to vietnam i think and they're gonna set up like a yoga teaching barley thing. james oh is it barley vietnam barley completely different sorry i, th- I thought it was vietnam I mean, I mean all that i thought all like the yoga vegan people just sort of go to like vietnam and thailand and they that's what i always thought barley barley i was wrong apologies yeah barley's the hub no barley's the hub yeah barley's the it? hub those type of people <laughs> right okay well yeah they're going to do that and um mm and stuff and they're also they're doing it a bit improvised because i think they've not got a place sorted for the first day they get there isn't that right yeah well in the first week they've all first they've got week. airbnb yeah so yeah it, there's different ways of doing it right so mm. give you an example i'm going to greece in december which is totally off season nice before back going back to uk and i've I kind of planned the first week but i've left the second week as a bit of winging it hence the podcast right i'm gonna see what i fancy or where where to go maybe someone might recommend something out there yeah so i kind of leave it half and half bit of spontaneity in there but also a bit of structure yeah nice and i'm solo and backpacking as well i'm not going with anyone okay okay make sure to message us to tell us you get to the places safe (laughs) but this is the thing right people think it's scary but i interviewed someone this year who Mm. and there's caveats this i know you might be a bit shocked but he hitchhiked in afghanistan this year holy wow. shit and he was absolutely fine and he loved it i oh. know there's caveats here he wasn't female obviously mm. and he's yeah. white english well he's french canadian but he, he spoke english and french he's wow. gonna be safe because he's at the top echelons of privilege right and yeah but surely like, yeah a white guy in afghanistan is just terrorist stream here's a you think... white english or whatever hostage that we can take and make demands of you think that, but he went yeah. to the Taliban headquarters in Pakistan before and said, hey, look, come to visit a country. Am I going to be safe? They're like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. We want you to come to our country and check it out. And he was absolutely fine. He was there for like 10 weeks or something. That's Whoa. crazy. That's mad. How old is he? He's quite young. He's 23, I think. Oh, my god! What did his like family think? Did he face much resistance when he told them I'm off to Afghanistan? <sighs> well, I can't say his name because his family doesn't know... <laughs> Um, a lot of what he does but he's, oh, in, okay. he's in the congo he's in the congo at the minute oh wow uh hitchhiking and his family well last spoke to him about a month ago or six weeks didn't know because that's in the midst of maybe some troubles politically yeah, yeah. um but he said he would 
get two or three weeks in and then say what he's doing because they don't know there's no anticipation that he's going he's there yeah. he's doing it rip the band-aid off interesting yeah that's such a random place to pick he loves his war-torn countries yeah yeah he, he went to sudan as well he hitchhiked through africa so start egypt all the way down to sudan is it like um, again yeah. is it like an adrenaline thing do you think for him yeah to be in those sort of he, he's on the almost extreme travelers he's not there in terms of countries traveled like in terms of numbers yeah but in terms of the experiences he's going for way out there right yeah, yeah. damn yeah i can but he's all right so like you can yeah. say that i know your friends yeah. parents are worried about them um their daughter in mexico mm. but it's gonna be all right probably but then there's yeah. always gonna be a, a slight risk attached because she is female but yes there's different caveats right but i think yeah, more than not solo travel is pretty safe if you're pretty sensible yeah of course yes. yeah the from what i saw from my research that i made uh, today a lot of the backpackers well well there were it's sort of it is mostly americans yeah but it's oh. mostly young white women that oh. are reported on there are a lot of like men that go missing but they don't get reported in the news as much it's a thing called um lost white woman syndrome i think we've talked about on the on the podcast before oh, wow. where basically when anything happens to like white women, it's all they're yeah. always reported more than black women, black men, white yeah. men. They're like the most reported. Wow, I wonder why. Mm, yeah, there's some sort of media bias towards them. It's very strange. But anyway, um, it's mostly in Australia, is what I've noticed. Is when the murders and the missing things happen. Missing things. Mm. Uh, missing people. Sorry. Like there was this one woman. Um, I recognise that photo. Yeah, that's because this was last year. Grace Mullane. Oh yes. Um, she she was 22 and she disappeared in Auckland. So young. On the first. Oh episode. yeah, no, it's still yeah, grim. Yeah. Um, the man cannot be named for some reason. Um, Why are they protecting him? Yeah, I know. It's bloody He's quite young, young, isn't he? I yeah. think this was New Zealand. New Zealand, was yeah, I know, which is like one of the safest countries I've ever been to. Yeah, the um, the prime minister she gave a press conference about it, and she said uh, that she wants to apologise for Grace's family. Your daughter should have been safe here, and she wasn't, and I'm sorry for that. Oh, yeah, that's mad. Like, if I was to name you one country where, yeah, you know, what's one country I can go to and then maybe hitchhike or travel solo? New Zealand would be like up there. I would as a starter. That. Yeah, I that seems safe as houses to me. Yeah, um, such a shame. Used to live there and had no problems whatsoever, but yeah, these things do happen, I guess. Oh wow! How long have you? Uh, over how long did you live in New Zealand for? I done the work permit, so a year. Wicked! Did you visit uh, Hobbiton? Yeah, but <laughs> never seen it or whatever. I, I, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, you've not you've not watched Lord of the Rings? That is funny. No, I went to the pub, I had a Hobbiton beer, whatever it is, and my girlfriend was like, "Tell me all about it." But I want to nah. kill you. That's that's so annoying. I love Lord of the Rings, and I've not been. I know I'm desperate. New Zealand's one of my top places that I want to go. Yeah, but... get camper van, go and check out North and South Island. Go to Hobbiton. They got all the set there and stuff, and wow. the little little bar or pub that they have. It's pretty cool. The Prancing Pony. Don't know what that is. No, it's not the Prancing Pony. It's the Green Dragon. Prancing Pony was Pran a different pub in the films. There's multiple. James, pubs. you could have you could you could have got away with that. I would have known anything <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> oh fair good point but um where else have you so you're living in canada at the moment right yeah so where else have you lived apart from new zealand and canada australia lived there australia okay and you didn't die yeah no that was before so i had six months with my friend talk about 
traveling right going with a friend brilliant yeah one caveat make sure you can get on with them on good yeah, and bad days of course. yeah um yeah six months with a friend from uni then i stayed in australia for a year to work and save some money mm. then went traveling sort of south america caribbean that trip to antigua that, that was all part of that yeah and that was like nearly two years all right incorporated in one trip nice nice um if you're if you're listening and you're from uk and you're i don't know younger than 31 yeah you can get work permits and work visas so no strings attached one year new zealand's canada's two years i saw the um, australia's a year japan's a year singapore's six months with a job offer wow there's loads out there see where this is what i wish i listen. did yeah there's yeah there's one country that my my friend did the work permit thing and he had it for a year but he ended up coming back after six months because he had oh. such a bad experience oh. and um this is one country where i don't think it's isolated incidents i think it is all the time and you should be careful it's china he went to wow he yeah. went to teach english in china and he had such bad problems with he had a translator with him like all the time so he had like a mm. translator input and she and that person would like take them around and there and apparently the racism in certain parts of the city towards white people was so bad that the translator would often not translate things to him and be like you don't want to hear that and there's also unmarked taxis that go around the city and they'll often try and um get white people into the taxis and then they'll just take them off to be like hostage or sex trafficked or whatever he almost got sex trafficked himself because the uh the translator had to quickly pull him out of the taxi and say no oh, yeah. that one's not got a number on it don't get in that one shit the bed yeah i know uh, yeah terrifying uh, yeah. that story like oh my gosh I, can you can you imagine if the translator wasn't there if yeah he, no if literally he, if he learned chinese and uh was on his own for a bit for a little walk Mm. my god but it was traumatizing him so he came back after like not surprised six months fair enough yeah Mm -hmm. i can caveat with the person that i traveled with after australia Mm -hmm. he lived in china and taught english for for about five years oh wow and loved it but he is back in uk now right but he made a very interesting point you got to learn mandarin right and he could speak it fluently which is quite impressive to see that's actually really impressive because so, it's such a hard language yeah yeah and i assume they probably respected him a bit more he because he it, could yeah. speak the mandarin yeah interesting story about him actually we're in brazil on the border of border of argentina at guazo falls yeah. went to this hostel this film crew from china were there and like three or four guys and the presenter was obviously a woman quite attractive mm. and they were just speaking in a lounge mandarin and obviously he knew what they were saying. Then he started talking to her in Mandarin. And before you know it, he's got a number. And when he got back to China, I think he flew out to go and see her. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, wow. a, like a hot, hot passionate weekend. Oh, just from like, meeting her in a hostel in, in Brazil. That's brilliant. <laughs> what are the chances? I can't believe it. Like, even that night, he was like, yeah, she's up for it. I was like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, dear. Yeah, unreal. Impressive to see when you speak a different language and yeah yeah so basically she's... learn a language and you can get laid whenever mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's interesting how different experiences people have like he's had a complete opposite experience yeah, in china mad. to like what my uh, brother's friend has had it's just mental and like you said the the what the afghanistan one is still flooring me i'm still like so surprised about that 
But what what would you say is the worst place or experience that you've had traveling? I think the worst experience I've had where I felt maybe a bit fuck what I'm gonna do was probably in Laos when I was at the border. I am um, Is that is that Vietnam? That's in between Vietnam and Thailand, right? Right, yeah. yeah if you look at a map. Mm. So we came in to Laos from Vietnam. Right. Across. Got through that border seemingly fine, got my visa on the bus into Laos, not a problem. Yeah. Coming out to Thailand, you cross the border, which is the river. And you have to get a boat across and then go to the border, right? So we come to the Laos side. You know, I was thinking just normal here, like it's normal border crossing. Mm. Got to this window and this guy was like, took my passport and he started speaking to me in Laotian. I don't, not a word in Laotian. Mm. And I thought, okay. And then he started to get a bit angrier because I wasn't really responding. Yeah. And I wasn't proud of this, but it kind of went up to a bit of a slanging match. And I told him, do you know what, mate? Fuck off. I'm going to, I'm going to cross to Thailand. I'm going to walk off. Yeah. Like real young, bit stupid of me. Not proud of that. Took my passport, went across the boat, uh, crossed the, the river to Thailand. Got to Thailand border. Bit more professional in Thailand. And they, he says that no, no, can't come in. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, no, no stamp. I said, what do you mean no stamp? He goes, you haven't got an exit stamp out of Laos. Right. I was like, oh fuck. And <laughs> then got back on the boat. Just before I got back on the boat, my friends gave me a wad of cash. I said, you might need this dollars and Thai baht. So maybe like, I don't know, two or three hundred dollars had in my pocket. Went back across on the boat. And as soon as I got off the boat, I had an England top on, so it wasn't great. <laughs> as soon as I got off the boat, four guys, like this captain guy, I'm a guy, and three of his mates just pointed me out and marched up to me. I was like, oh fuck, what have I done here? And just took me to the office at the back of this border crossing. Yeah. And I went into this office and there was three of them and the guy with the gun. And they were sitting there watching snooker randomly, UK snooker championships. And uh, I went in and the army guy explained that, or he accused me of coming to Laos illegally. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you haven't got a stamp into Laos. Right. Now, the caveat here is when you get to the borders, they're not signed in English. Well, back in those days, they weren't in 2013. So I must have just walked through and just missed it. Like genuine mistake. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like a game of like, how the fuck to get out of this? Like, I'd he's kind of like demanding stuff. He's accusing me of stuff. And that was pretty scary because yeah. I bet I was quite stubborn. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to pay any money. So how did you get out of that situation? Well, I had to pay money. <laughs> I had to weigh it up. So oh. the, the only saving grace is I, after half an hour, they just weren't budging. And it's so, they're goading me because the stamp for the passport was there next to my passport and he wouldn't do it. I was like, just put the stamp in the passport. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh. So then I said, all right, how much is it going to be then? And, he gave me a price of $60 in US. Mm-hmm. And then the, the conversion in Thai baht. Now, I was doing a math in my head. I was like, God, if I pay Thai baht, I save myself $7. So <laughs> just gave him Thai baht. And then instantly, as soon as I gave him the, the Thai baht, bang, stamp on the passport, got let out. My gosh. But I was cornered for like half an hour and I couldn't get out. Christ, that's really. And my friends, scary. my friends were across the border waiting for me. Like they were yeah, already in Thailand, so I was literally <laughs> on my own. <laughs> How old were you then? Twenty-three at that point. Oh my gosh, Hot that's bam. so young. That's scary. Yeah, that would scare yeah. me to be honest. Yeah, I just end up freaking out. Yeah, but... I, I was trying to keep it together. Like I was trying to talk to them about snooker on the TV. <laughs> they weren't really interested. <laughs> like Ronnie O'Sullivan, he's great, isn't he? Like, yeah, hey, look over oh, there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great, look at the snooker. <laughs> 
<laughs> or, or grab the stamp and then go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then leave the passport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> Damn. Okay, yeah. fair. And um, so you said that you're coming to England soon. Is that right? Yes, I am. Is that for funsies or is there like reasons? Uh, I'm coming to England in December after Greece. Very nice. For six, seven days for Christmas. So I'll get back into UK 23rd. Right. And I'll probably leave and come back here on the 29th, something like that. Very nice. And then I'm back in UK in February, early With Feb. Nice. Oh, well, nice. How long will you be here in, in February? Probably two and a bit weeks i reckon nice okay and what area of the uk will you be in will you be near us i would be visiting brighton oh so come on <laughs> i told you before that i think we've got a few friends that live down there so yeah, in Hove yeah. and stuff uh yes so we will be visiting so i'll be hitting you guys up Decent. oh 100 yeah because at christmas we probably wouldn't have been able to but february would be perfect and, yeah uh, we'll... and, we're, and we're in no rush so we'll probably be down there for like two or three days love that yes and we'll, we'll go for a night out and then we might even record, yes. record something do you know i'd love to do if you're up for it is like an actual video recording you know like yeah, so before you guys it. went on to a video podcast where it's like mm. proper studio and stuff yeah let's get a studio. love to see one of those somewhere well if we um um contact each other further enough in in, in advance me and t can sort out booking a studio somewhere yeah yeah, we can like if there's a cost to it, we just have to go. Yeah, third, like or house, whatever. That'd be wicked. Yeah. yeah, one that you can post on yours and we can post on ours, a joint one. Yeah, that'd be insane. That'd be wicked. You can tell yeah. us. And all my YouTube's the... up and running now, so it'll be straight on there. Perfect. You can tell us all about your travels through Greece and beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, love that. Love that. But yeah, I'll be based loosely in Norwich. That's where I'm from. But yeah, okay. I'll be we'll be traveling around seeing Emma's friends because she has a lot of friends that are not in Norwich. So. Right nice got you nice nice one well um i think to finish the sort of interview podcast off out of all of the places in the world where's the number one place that you want to go like top of the bucket list that you've that I've not, not been to yeah that you've not been to yet i'm in the sort of throes of organizing a trip to bhutan at the minute right what's nice. um what's in bhutan that you want to see Great facts about Bhutan. They're the only country in the world that's carbon negative. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> Jinx. <Yeah. laughs> Must be a good fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. That's funny. Yeah. But there's a caveat to them. You can't just turn up and wing it. You have to book in advance because they only let a certain amount of people in per year. Damn. Or per, per day, if you like. But it obviously yeah. per ride per year. So you have to go through a very select amount of tour agencies. But they're throwback. They're throwback to the old days of what it would That's be like traveling so in, in Southeast Asia. You'll have to briefly change the name of your podcast. Right yeah. What would what, I call it? Planned it. <laughs> <laughs> or couldn't wing this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planned it travel podcast. Yeah. That's quite a good one, that. That's got a ring. <laughs> well it was amazing to have you on thank you so much james no worries it's been an absolute pleasure love uh obviously speaking to you guys yeah whenever really so yeah and hopefully February would be pretty exciting yeah i'm really excited for that and how can all of our listeners find you so podcast is available on all the classics spotify youtube apple Podcasts. so yeah we know travel podcast chuck that in there for a search and social media wise i'm on 
all of them. I uh, <laughs> do YouTube Shorts, TikTok, yeah. um, Instagram. I barely touch Twitter or Facebook, but I am on there. Mm. And yeah. you can email me at jameshammontravel at gmail.com. Wicked. And I have a sister podcast called the Trendy Coffee Podcast, which is more YouTube-based. Yes, I've heard about um, that. Yeah, I've seen that pop up. What's, um, what is that one about, exactly? Yeah, this is more structured, if you like. I just go around to random cafes that I've not been to, mm-hmm. video them, talk about what they offer, the coffee, what they offer, what type of coffee, the surrounding area, opening times, vibe, mm. prices, and then short, you know, six, seven minutes on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, the idea you. is it'd be traveling. I'd be doing that. Thank you for getting money for advertising them. I'm not interested in money for that point. <laughs> oh, I think coffee would be nice, though. <laughs> yeah, true. What we'll have to do is, before February, well, tea drinks more coffee than me, but we'll have to get a list of like the best coffee places in, in Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Oh, please. Pick yes. one to uh, do uh, an episode on. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That'd be brilliant. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, James. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm great. sure we will chat to you really soon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Nice. And see you soon, everybody. See you later. Bye. See ya.